The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Friends, welcome to my brother, my brother, me, an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy, and we are California bound. California, perfect. California, that's it. Here we go. Wow. Beautiful. A, na- a natural, wow. a natural Phantom Planet soprano. <laughs> Thank you, Travis. I when you said you were going to get a castration for this episode, mm-hmm. I doubted you, and now I am. Completely and utterly doubting you. That's Just, fair. I had it reversed. I don't think that can. I don't think mm-hmm. we can transplant what? that particular gland. I did, and then I had it put back. Right. That's what a transplant is, and I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that that's not. It wasn't I, not really a transplant because I didn't have it switched out with anything. It was more just like a brief hiatus. I don't. But I, again, mm-hmm. I don't think you can pause the existence of your of your dong of your donger. Can no, I no, give, no. I want to give some free advice to people about packing. Okay. You, you uh, and this is starting the advice earlier than we normally do, but you should, the first thing you pack should be the last thing you'd want to ask someone at the front desk for. And in my case, that's always Preparation H. <laughs> that's the number one thing that I always pack first and make sure it's in there. Justin's, Prep Justin's H. luggage um, could be characterized by the number of shame cubbies built into mm-hmm. it oh man it's secrets upon secrets upon secrets it's like you know that movie heavyweights when when they're like all right let me check your bunk for food and he checks the bunk for food and they're like no food here and then they leave and then these fat fucks pull lifesavers and gummy candies and <laughs> snacky treats out of every orifice of their luggage and their beds and the furniture in the room that's pretty much mine's what, like that but for anal but, treatments but, for my, my suitcase is like the life of gary glitter it's just just when you think there's not another place for embarrassment to hide mm-hmm. there it is and you make a lot of references to that person that few people know who they are <laughs> everybody knows who gary glitter is come no. on come on probably not are you guys psyched to go to the left coast i am uh, i'm ready i'm not looking for that time change though well, actually, I was listening to um, Stuff You Should Know, and they were talking about uh, jet lag. And basically, what you got to do is, as you're flying over the, the country, you got to stab yourself in the leg. <laughs> no, wait, then, what? I don't think you're listening right. No, you stab yourself in the leg, and then the pain distracts your brain from the time change. Okay. So but then you get there, and it's still three hours earlier. Yeah, but, like, you're bleeding. <laughs> You're frequently blacking out, and that mm-hmm. helps with the sleep deprivation. Yes, Listen, true. this comes straight from Chuck and Josh, and they I travel think, a lot. I don't think it. I think it comes like fourth hand through Chuck and hey, Josh. Griffin, no, no, no. Griffin, it's what I'm they gonna, said. Travis, I'm going to look in Chuck's face within the next five days, and mm-hmm. I will ask him if you are lying to me. Now he may not remember it because mm-hmm. he's it was from a secret in. bonus episode that they beamed directly into my brain while I was sleeping. Okay. <laughs> Is that how you found out about 9-11 being an inside job also? Yep. I remember. From Chuck okay. and Josh. Well, brain Chuck and Josh. 
Did you guys introduce yourselves? Uh, I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm the only I'm the only non-delusional person other than Justin on this podcast. And I'm Travis McElroy. Okay. The end. Period. Period. I'm in high school frequently. I'm complimented on my appearance while wearing formal wear. We get it. Suit, tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> However, that calls. <laughs> I'm tired of these humble brag questions. <laughs> these, these curio brags. Um, However, the call to wear nice clothing is limited. How can I dress nice more frequently so as to appease my vanity without being a dick about it? Is there even a way to dress nice on a normal day without giving someone the douche chills? Or do I have to become that weirdo who always wears dress shirts? And that's from Gmail. This is... <sighs> oh, God. I mean, okay. there there is... But not in fucking high school for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I have a friend. My friend, my friend Jeremy. He dresses nice every day. He's also a goddamn adult. Yeah, that's and the so thing. like even like, in, oh, that's a well put together dude. Not like a a fifteen year old who's getting above his raisin. Even in college, college is really like a fifteen thousand dollar a year reason to wear sweatpants all the time. Mm-hmm. And like when you when you raise the bar by you know slapping some suspenders on. <laughs> And, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be straight with you. Here's some harsh truth because I know this. When I work in the shop, right, and I'm usually wearing like my grungy paint jeans, mm-hmm. and that's what everybody sees me in every day. Then on the days when we're like we're opening a new show and I dress up, yeah, I get a lot of compliments mm-hmm. because the unspoken thing is you look better than normal. Yeah, that's when, why you're getting. Oh my God, you clean up nice, right? The, the number of pretty woman switcheroos you are capable. The number of she's all that alterations. You can swing when you're fancy all 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 the time, mm-hmm. every time, is zero because everybody. So if you're fancy all the time, you, no you one's going to compliment you. When you're fancy ninety percent of the time, that one day where you mm-hmm. do just want to throw on some cargo shorts, you're going to do a reverse. She's all that. Oh, yeah. she's not that. She isn't anything. Is what she you're going to pull? Nowhere near the idea of that. Mm-hmm. It's like th- that. Who's that bra with the glasses? Oh, man. It's her. Oh, who knew an uggo was under all that attractiveness all the time? She used to be so so fit. What happened? It's just the glasses, but... Are those pencils in her hair? Ooh. No, thanks. Ooh. Well, the, number, the problem like, with dressing like that in high school is that everyone is going to assume that your mom-mom dressed you like that. Mm. They're going to assume your mom Well, I don't know. He, here's the thing. I think there's a casual dress. I think that there are, like, you know, buttoned-up shirts that aren't, like dress shirts that you can like wear with jeans and be well put together and take care of yourself without like going full suit and tie every day yeah he's on that suit and tie shit here's the thing though because this is i'm speaking from my experience of when i was in high school in 1982 things the game has changed i bet because have Mm -hmm. you got do you guys know about swag (laughs) yeah I i have a passing familiarity okay I think that this might be a swag thing. I think this might be a swag because this kid, I bet, if he rolls up in high school with his suit and tie shit, because like Justin Timberlake just did that song about it, so like kids know that kids love love his music. You roll up, you roll up to school in in your prom best. I think that people, I think you're gonna turn some heads, and in a good way nowadays. Wait, I have an idea. Okay. Okay. And this will this will help protect you from wearing it out because you dress nice every day and losing the effectiveness and simultaneously keep it, you know, keep it interesting for all your friends. Bring your suit and tie with you. Keep it at school and then just change for one period out of every day and then change right. back. 
You know, baby, it's it's social studies. Gotta yeah. look my best. And when they're like, "Were you? What? Wait, hold on." And you're like, "Excuse me, what? No, I was. I've been wearing jeans and t-shirt all day." This is I again. I feel like we have to uh, return to an uh, uh, an old classic rule here. Um, none of our advice is applicable <laughs> if you are hugely physically attractive. Yeah. Yes, because again. <laughs> If you're really physically just very, very pleasing to the eye, you can wear a suit and basically just run the school. Right. Yeah. I mean, you'll basically be running the school. Ooh, watch point. out for the uh, the catch-me-if-you-can effect, though, where everyone thinks you're a substitute teacher. When you or say watch out, you mean try as hard as you possibly can to emulate, right? Yes. Because I don't remember a lot about that movie, but I do remember that he got copious amounts of trim. There was that. <laughs> Nigh on offensive amounts of trim. That was the sixties though. All yeah, you had to do right. all you had to do was put on a fucking pilot hat. And it was yep. it was trim central. You could go to a cheap Halloween dime store and then get get the requisite materials to make a mm-hmm. trim volcano. Ugh God, why were we born when we were born? I know. Back then if you didn't wear a suit to school you got beat up. Exactly. Ugh. <laughs> I yeah I don't think you can and also you know what I'm not sure that's gonna be pretty high budget to yeah, right like now, the way you look I guarantee it every day mm-hmm. and still have uh you know a wide variety of looks to where it's not like <laughs> that kid is poor but in a really weird way mm-hmm. where his parents oh, you don't want it to be an suit. affectation we're like that's the guy that wears that tuxedo every it day it has to be an affectation though I mean you're it's uh, clothing is all about appropriateness right like mm-hmm. you can dress up or not as, as the situation demands this is why we say on invitations like casual or mm-hmm. uh, Jimmy Buffett inspired or formal nobody has the- ever Jimmy Buffett has never invited people to a Jimmy Buffett <laughs> Jimmy Buffett is is metacognizant of how bad his shit is wouldn't it be a sartorial though if it, if it turned out that Jimmy Buffett style was like full like black tie affair and like you got there and like your your parrot shirt and everything and I was like yeah, oh, you're like, you misread it it was it actually said Warren Buffett <laughs> <laughs> god damn it did it again yeah. uh, how about another question you guys want to uh, help another person do you want you a want? Yahoo because I got actually like a shit ton people oh, came you gotta I know get... I had to fucking read through all of them people the responded in full fucking force um, wow. thank, thank you to everybody I'm probably going to be dipping into this week's stash for a while so so mm-hmm. thank you all um, let's let's kick things off. This one was sent in actually by two people, by Andrew Jones and Oliver Hill. Thank you, guys. It's by Yahoo Answers user Turd, who asks. Oh. <laughs> Don't give him You're that. done. That's it. Who asks, how can I get my dad to be cool? <laughs> He's a really shy, nerdy guy. He's like 50, so can he really change? My mom walks all over him, and it makes me sad to see that my father is not a real man. Yes, he's a responsible man and a kind man, but not a real man. I want to teach him how to be cool and not so uptight. He needs to start hitting the gym, going out to socialize, and maybe pick up a fun hobby like pool hustling or joining a motorcycle gang. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. 50 ain't too late to just fucking switch it and change it. We're talking about a dad's all that, right? I can't. I, I can't. <laughs> hey, Dad, take those glasses off. Oh, shit. Your stigmatism. Can't, I forgot. Hey, hey, Dad, get off that riding lawnmower. Can't buy me, Dad. <laughs> Come on. Let me clean you right up. Oh, my goodness. Hey, Dad, Dad of the Year? Was that the Rick Moranis movie? What was the Rick Moranis movie? That was Honey, I Shrunk the Dad. Shrunk the Kid. No. It was <laughs> Honey, the- I Shrunk My Swag. <laughs> Honey, I Blew Up My Swag. Um... 
how can you get your 50 year old I, well first of all you're gonna have to f- have a frank conversation with them with, um, with your dad frank if your dad's name is frank it helps to say like listen you have raised me you're kind and you're responsible i know my mom's walks all over you but i respect what you've done for me and my family but fuck you are lame manzos you just <laughs> man i look at you and it's just you're just a, sh- a pitiful husk of of the, negative manliness. The the stork has not been kind enough to bless me with a baby from the cabbage patch, but I am thirty two. Right. So I would I can't address something for you. Your dad is a hundred percent aware at every waking moment how uncool he has become. This is not a uh, a wake up one day and you have those socks with uh with y- y- you have uh, argyle socks on this is a, a a slow descent from relevance that started i tr- like in his late 20s and just kind of got maybe worse there. but maybe I he's would, in i would bet he, statistically though at some point he was probably cool he's that's the thing he might be still he might be in full blown dad denial he might be in dad denial like he might be like the biggest. That Niles is not a river in Egypt. I know. You know? It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not at it's all. Not bad at all. Uh, he like he might be like a big parrot head, and that might be like a, a mainstay from his youth. And he might just think like I fucking get it. The world is the world is moving in the wrong direction, and that direction is away from Jimmy Buffett's relevance. I am still on the fucking cutting bleeding gonna, edge. Is this going to be a Buffett full episode? Maybe or? it's his birthday. Okay. What? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, there are those dads out there that are like, oh, yeah, man, I saw the Eagles three times last year, and it fucking changed. Like, that's that's not, that is literally only your definition of cool. Even the Eagles don't think that that, that, that Steve is cool. <laughs> the Eagles know The better. Eagles are like, here's hey, the thing. We need to talk the, about uh, your Eagles consumption, the Eagles said to the Eagles fan. <laughs> the other side of this coin is so much more embarrassing that if you had a dad who suddenly just rolled up one day in full on like leather outfit and biker gear and like we riding a motorcycle and he was like, hey kids, mm-hmm. let's go check out the concert scene. Mm-hmm. Like, you're hey not kids, does, be- it, does anybody here like Drake? And then he fans out some Drake tickets. Yeah, you're <laughs> not gonna be more proud of him. I would actually, that would be, that would be pretty <laughs> great. <laughs> if my dad rode his motorcycle from Ironton, Ohio to Austin, Texas, and then fanned out a fucking fistful of Drake tickets, I don't even, I don't know a single Drake song, but I would say yes, and I would hop on the back of that Harley, and we would go have the best time. <laughs> you ride life. in the sunset. Your dad has to let his swag go for his children to become, I mean, we, the universe has a finite amount of swag. Everybody knows this. Mm-hmm. That's, in, that's in the secret. But the he has to let some of it go for you to become as fresh as you he, can be in your life. He regurgitated his swag into your mm-hmm. open baby mouths when you were born, and that is, and that's how you got the swag that you have. He transferred right. it to you, like the like some sort of Highlander, but also a mama bird. Kind of mixed it so up. So the there, best thing you can do a little bit. The best thing you can do in your life, then, is to live your life as cool as possible as a tribute to him. <laughs> to your dad's fallen swag? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're going to pick it up You're, and take, take his mantle? Cause honest- and when you win the swag awards that I assume Spike TV probably gives out, <laughs> then you can stand on stage and say, this swag's for you, dad. 
and your dad's in the audience like, mmm, cool. Thanks, son. <laughs> and he pulls out a calculator. Thanks, Why do you have a fucking calculator point, with the swag awards? Because you won the swag awards. Your dad has just fully become booger for revenge. Just, <laughs> oh, God. But wait a second. Who's sitting next to him at the swag awards? It's Drake. Drake sees him. He's like, I'm changing my whole look. Goes full booger. All of a sudden, your dad becomes the definition of swag. Ouroboros. Wait, what's the swag? Does your swag begin to drain away as his swag increases? Is it inversely proportional? It's the swag of Dorian Gray. You're just putting your swag into a painting. Somewhere oh, there's a painting of my dad getting less swag. Is our dad swag? Do you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he's still pretty funny. I mean, he's got a pretty big collection of hero clicks. Oh, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I think he's got, I mean, he's got a great office. Mm-hmm. He's got uh, a cool look. He's got Twitter. He's on that game. He's good on I, Twitter, guys. Yeah, Doc Kerm, if you don't follow him, D-O-C-C-U-R-M. Follow our dad. Follow our dad. He'll teach you. Well, now we got to charge him for that. But. He, he's really good at, um, he does like a YouTube instructional video series on like fancy basketball dribbles you can do. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> he doesn't. He has a whole series about uh, like sweet ways to roll blunts. Mm-hmm. He'll roll like specialty <laughs> blunts. Like and he that. has a whole thing where, like, he uh, he does the acapella versions of acapella songs. It's mm-hmm. really weird, but <laughs> he like harmonizes with himself mm-hmm. in video editing. It's pretty weird. He's got a whole thing, a hey, whole scene wa- going on. I want to throw out two special thanks this week. Okay, uh, to Libby Sanders and Ben Masick. Well, they d- both of them fucking sent in farm wisdom. Oh shit! Share that with yeah. us. Libby sure, Sanders I'm ready. Sent me some pictures of cows and baby birds and stuff, which is awesome. That's, um, and is that wisdom? Sa- well, she also said that apparently roosters fucking crow all day long. Okay, so that so the myth not of, just in the morning. Okay, that's bullshit. Why did why would anybody want secret. that bird? It's like a an alarm you can't turn off. I know. Here's some farm secrets uh, secrets from Ben. Uh, cows lay down right before it's about to rain. Um, if you, and I want to get some proof on this, but if you bale hay when it's wet. Don't stack it in the loft because it can set fire to the barn. How? What? I don't know. That doesn't make Farm sense. Farm is crazy. And then he sent me a picture of a cow, which I appreciate. We did ask. We did specifically ask for that. So I really like pictures of cows. Yeah, but not when they're like on Google image search already. Because like, I don't mm. want a picture of a cow that a bunch of people have already looked at. Oh, also Jordan Brown uh, sent in some uh, some pictures of cows and farm wisdoms and such and i appreciate but are these like thank or, you jordan are these like original jpegs that they themselves yeah. captured these are these are pictures that they took of their farms okay i'm gonna have to for now on ask farmers that write in to please write mbmbam on your cow <laughs> so we know that your image is legit and like today's date i just recently started dating a wonderful girl a wonderful girl She's two and I'm two. Also, I love girls. <laughs> I loved him. Her cooties are so cute. Uh, I have a small issue, though. She's a professional wrestler, like the powerbomb through a table kind of wrestler, which, don't get me wrong, that's freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. But it comes with a slight side effect. She loves play fighting. Now, I like to play fight. <laughs> but the problem is sometimes she gets a little too into it, <sighs> and she starts to hit a bit hard on occasion. Play fighting is fun, but getting punched in the gut is not. Help, brothers. How do I get my punch love girlfriend to pull her punches? That's from Gmail. Oh, honey, please don't bring your work home. <laughs> this time is for us. Leave it in How about office. you tell that, like, 
When she does it, just go, ow. Or just go, hey, don't fucking punch me. (laughs) It's a pretty good way to stop people from punch. Hey, if you would stop fucking punch, like, I get it. You're play fighting, but are you? Is it play for her? Or is it? No, it's work. She's on the clock. It's either training or it's subtle psychosexual dominance that she is that she is putting putting in there putting in your relationship here's the problem punchy your problem is you should have said something the first time she did it because now when you bring it up she's gonna feel bad she's gonna be like i've been punching you for six months why didn't you say anything i get it but like we gotta take we gotta take gender out of this equation we gotta be gender blind on this one i agree I feel like hitting isn't hitting's the right not answer. hitting's not good. Um, Use your words <laughs> unless you are getting paid for it, which apparently she is is doing. Yeah, you're you know you're getting some professional hits. You're getting it. <laughs> I mean that those are people pay big money to see her hit people like that. I mean you're getting it all for free. Maybe you should be a little more grateful. <laughs> it just seems very. This seems like a really dangerous. I mean, obviously, like it's how dangerous. fucking Houdini died. Yes, thank you, Griffin. That's. That's absolutely true. You know what I mean? This guy might be the, the, the fucking escape artist extraordinaire of our time. And we'll never know. His girlfriend punches his liver to death. God, this makes me upset. Don't punch anyone. Hey, everybody, even in play, don't punch anyone. I don't know what, to, what else to say about Just tell her that it hurts and that, like, get that, like, male ego bullshit. Like, if this is legitimately an issue that is driving a wedge between you... That the punches mm-hmm. she does to your tummy hurts your tummy and it makes you sad. Just say all those words to her. That is specifically mm-hmm. all those words I just said. Hey, hun. Hey, please don't hit me. It hurts. In the tummy, it makes it sad. It makes it ache. I gotta think. I think that maybe you have to do away with this whole part of your relationship. The whole play fighting thing. I think you have to probably let that go. Is is it possible? I don't want to. I don't want to play psychologist. But is it possible that like she? as a person has like physical issues where like that's just she's that's how she displays I well maybe the emotions. issue you're saying are you're saying she's a caveman is is your well is I'm your, saying that maybe like maybe it's not we're looking at it as like her violence is stemming from her profession but maybe it's the other way around maybe she picked a profession that allowed her an outlet for like her physical nature maybe the issue is that she's fully ripped up fucking biodiesel. Uh-huh. And because of that, it makes her happy to express her diesality by mm-hmm. going full-blown beast mode on her boyfriend's tummy tom. <laughs> That's exactly what I was saying. Thank uh, you for translating. Well, just say it in, like, fucking human speak next time. <laughs> Fair enough. Why don't you put the fucking, those little glasses that only cover the bridge of your nose away... And pull out your fucking ZZ Top shades. But how will I read my spreadsheets? Right, that's what I'm saying. This is a spreadsheet-free podcast. You got to give the people the common, the common words. Like, Fair enough. Like fuck. all of my words will come from common from now on. Okay, good. In middle school, Dad told us that if you punch a bully mm-hmm. uh, just once, really hard, then in that's the usually in the, in the nose, like a shark. Uh huh. That that's usually enough. So. I don't think you should do that. <laughs> I, I think that's a that one's that that dog don't hunt. I think 
I would not suggest that. Oh, option. maybe when like she punches you, you give her a glass of punch and you pretend like you didn't understand the parameters of the game. Okay, that's fun. Except I, I'm worried. <laughs> If she's uh-huh. like a big punch fan, you are building up possibly what may be, what may go down in APA history <laughs> as the most unhealthy Pavlovian response. <laughs> she may start seeing you as a ju- I am thirsty. some sort of juice vending machine with one giant punchable button, which is oh, your tummy. It's, it's like how Fonzie always punched that um, the jukebox <laughs> to get music. Precisely. Precisely. Okay. Um, don't punch people anymore. Don't just stop punching people. <laughs> hey, here's a here's a relevant question. My name is Chris Brown. How do I get people to stop making Rihanna jokes? Concerned celebrity copycat in Chicago. Oh man. Yeah. Thanks, There's an guys. easy answer. Yeah, get in a fucking cryo chamber and wait thirty years until nobody <laughs> remembers who either of those fucking people are. Fake your own death. Well, I was going to say that when they say, "Hey, Rihanna," you just like go up to him and go, "Shh." I'm trying to stay under the radar and then run away. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think you know who Chris Brown is. I don't think you do. No, I do. So it's like you're pretending like you've had cosmetic surgery, but you refuse to change your name because you're really proud of your name. Mm-hmm. And like Chris Brown is like the worst person at being incognito ever. What if he changed, uh-huh. what if he changed his name? Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, Chris. And he's like, oh, I'm not Chris Brown anymore. I had to change my name because of all the Rihanna stuff. You can call me OJ Simpson from now on. <laughs> like, you changed it to OJ Simpson? You're like, yeah, because like I, I just, love. I this. just picked it at random. I love the Simpsons and like I, orange juice is like my favorite beverage, and so I just thought like, why not? You know, good on good. It's like chocolate and peanut butter. It's kind of not though, like that. <laughs> it's not in any way like that. Let's go to the money. I want to tell you guys about a new podcast that I am. I am learning about called the Optimism Club podcast. Now, you guys know Steve and Andy, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Steve you Buscemi might know and Andy, Andy Buscemi. Circus. Andy Buscemi. <laughs> Steve and Andy Buscemi. Are Andy two Buscemi brothers. is a failed clone of Steve Buscemi. <laughs> He's the unattractive Buscemi. Which is, which is really unfortunate because Steve Buscemi already looks like a failed clone of somebody else. <laughs> Uh, he's a fan clone of Steve Gutenberg. It's a whole. <laughs> uh, they do a podcast that covers everything. You like comedy, video games, movies, comic books, comedy books, uh, video comics. They got it all on there, and they talk about it every week. Uh, they've talked about Batman. They've talked about The Walking Dead. And uh, the host's favorite podcast, hopefully there's only one that comes up in that discussion. And uh, there's an intro by uh, an outro by Bob Ball, just like our show. So that's trademark infringement, and I expect the check is in the mail. Um, so go search for the Optimism Club podcast and listen to it. I fools. I like this. I will listen to this podcast. I'm sick of podcasts that just talk about how awful everything is. Yeah, because it's I'm a it's a wonderful world we live in. It mm-hmm. is. I'm happy someone's finally acknowledging that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of a wonderful world, it's a great world we live in where you can buy all the dicks you could ever want or need on the mm-hmm. on the internet in a discreet package on extreme uh, how, on extreme Fantastic, Griffin. Mm-hmm. Now, is this the same site where I can get some bedroom bondage, like the under the bed restraint system, which I was disappointed to find out was a restraint system that went under the bed 
and not something to lock someone hanging underneath your bed. Or Mm -hmm. some way to ensnare the monster. (laughs) Some way to tie up that monster so you can fuck it. (laughs) So you can fuck it real good. I'm gonna fuck that monster on your bed. That would be a good way to, to assuage your child's fears. <laughs> it's the boogeyman. Don't worry bed. about this. Is there? Let me we'll get out. The, like ten minutes alone in here. Let me get out the fucking the trap. Let me get out the fucking proton pack. Zip zap. Uh, you can get two hundred feet of bondage rope on this site for fifty five dollars, which seems like a steal. I just think two hundred feet of rope would be awesome. Can just, I turn my office uh-huh. into? the room of like a, some sort of safari hunter but instead of having like a zebra head and a lion head perched on the wall just like a bunch of dicks and then people be like mm-hmm. what are those dicks from and i can say it's the, from the animals i've hunted as as a carpenter the trick is you gotta find uh the studs in the wall mm-hmm. uh, or else all those dicks are just gonna fall off yeah well, that would be miserable because then people will be like why are all your dicks on the floor and i'll say i'm so ashamed it's a dirty room <laughs> but i I know what you're thinking. How can I? How can I keep up? You know that level of decoration and not go to the poorhouse. The good news is that if you use the coupon code Swordfish, the longest running hack. This one. This is not a good password. <laughs> it's, it's unfortunate because we picked something that was unhackable. I know. <sighs> Maybe we should start putting like zeros and sh- like some, do some fucking cryptography on this bitch. Mm-hmm. That's gonna get you a twenty swordfish off. with like a one instead of an I. Mm-hmm. Ah, fuck! Um, I ruined it. I said it. That's gonna get you twenty percent off on the website, so you can buy fi- one fifth as many dicks. <laughs> do you guys know any wind talkers? <laughs> we gotta what? we gotta do our next password in like a mix of like Navajo and binary. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, ExtremeRestraints.com is the website. You can start that with an E or an X, and it still works, which is nice. They got both of those locked down. Um, they got everything. Medical fetish, floggers and whips, and you can save it all uh, 20% off with the coupon code Swordfish. Thank they you. They are truly they're, wonderful people. who have They're great people. They're so stupid long. It's awesome. Huge supporters of the show, and uh, we, we couldn't be happier to have them Still supporting us. No one is more responsible for bringing this show to you every week, uh, including the people on this call at ExtremeStrengths.com. So uh, make sure you go there and support their wonderful website. Hi, I'm homosexual Brian Stoppy. And I'm feminasty Aaron Gibson, and we host Throwing Shade, Shade, where we take a weekly look at all the issues important to ladies and gays and treat them with much less respect than they deserve. It's for gay people. It's for straight people. It's for ladies. It's for people who love to laugh, who love comedy, and love tragedy and love crime. And who hate drinking and driving because that's messed up. And don't text. Check out Throwing Shade. Subscribe for free in iTunes or go to MaximumFun.org. Do you guys want a Yahoo? I'd love one. This one's sent by Alan Black. Thanks, Alan Black. It's by Yahoo. Oh, we haven't seen Alan Black in a while. Well, I mean, he does a lot of chops. If you if you guys haven't been on the forums lately, Alan Black is frequently dropping chops on there, Photoshops. Mm. Um, okay. They're all really Are those good. the forums at MaximumFun.org? Yes, those those are the, 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 the one and the same. Um, this Yahoo is asked by Kingmaster1, who asks, Is there a cursed sword? I'm reposting this because no one helped me on the first one. <laughs> is there a place in Japan? Is there a place in Japan where I could buy a cursed sword? Real answers only, please. No sarcasm. There is. There is. But you're gonna have to fight your way there. 
Fine. And then it is not worth it, because that curse, it just kind of makes you feel like you need to go to the bathroom all the time, but when you get there, nothing happens. So the curse is IBS, because I've already got that particular... <laughs> every cur- yeah, every sword is cursed for me in this scenario. That's why I'm saying the cost-benefit analysis is not very high. Okay. That's Unless so, you're the last dragon. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. Then you nullify it. Cause you have, yeah, if you have the power of the glow, then I think that you can... Okay, well, now we're getting into a whole other thing. you got to check the <laughs> Venn diagram overlap of do you have IBS and the glow. Because they're basically one and the same. IBS is basically just the glow. I mean, as for as useful as it turns out to be. Listen, the glow, the glow, don't bring the glow. your medical science into this, Justin, all right? Um, I, I bought a $12 set of ChefMate knives at Target <laughs> that lost their sharpness within minutes. Um, so really, I think that I have like 10 cursed kitchen knives. <laughs> the thing about a great a, a cursed sword is that anybody can curse a sword, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Fuck this dagger, right? Fuck this dagger. Fucking wazakishi, bitch. <laughs> but, and then it's cursed. And then it's cursed forever. Or is it you a grab bag could... thing, or can you pick what the curse does? Or is it just like when you curse, it's just like, oh, sorry, it's a little heavier. No, they're all IBS. <laughs> it's across. It's yeah. across the board IBS. Mm-hmm. Uh, what well, you could curse it yourself for the next person to buy it, and just put some, just put some jelly on the hand. Oh, the worst curse! <laughs> that's the a terrible curse. curse. I love that. That's your go-to curse, Justin. You're at the Comic Con. And you're—I mean, if you're buying a sword at the Comic Con, it's going to have some sort of, some sort of moisture on it that's going to be unpleasant yeah, to the touch. Some brand of condensation. It will, it will have, have condensed out of the con air, not out of I the movie. movie. I mean, specifically out of the, oh, okay. the the air in the convention center. Um, I have bought—I don't think I've ever bought a sword at a Comic Con. I have bought two kendo sticks. Perfect. <laughs> Let's let's I'm, air out our, our dirty laundry right now, because I feel, I've bought I've bought at least four different phasers at Comic. That's true. I have I have bought countless knives. Yeah, most of them throwing knives. Man, this is some shit that I bet people would not have guessed about us, or they probably mm. or they did. It's probably absolutely. There is something about yeah, because I think the first knife I ever bought was like a decorative dragon handle, and I bought it at the hunting and fishing show in Huntington. That's West right. Virginia. That's right. Nobody's gonna fucking skin a deer. With this Game of Thrones Valyrian steel blade that you bought at the Huntington <laughs> Hunting and Fishing Show. There is something where it's like, every day if someone says to me, hey, do you want a grappling hook? I'd be like, well, no, I'd never use that. <laughs> but, when I'm at, but when I'm at a convention, I see that grappling hook, and I just kind of run my fingers across and go, yeah, I could totally at see that. I love to envision this at the Hunting and Fishing Show. Travis, in the, in the corner of the, of the hall, Travis finds a dark canvas tent scribed in runes. Welcome to, to the tent of mystery. Come in, wanderer. It's made of dragon bone and purest mithril. <laughs> also, do you want some jerky? <laughs> I think one of my favorite, this is one of the sales pitches I was once given at like 14. It was this triangle-shaped black metal blade. Mm-hmm. And the dude goes, yeah, that totally won't show up in uh, in the metal detectors. <laughs> Cool. cool thing to say what? to a kid, to a Pardon child. Me, sir? Um, Ugh. but I mean that's for like fighting terrorists on the plane. 
not for doing the terrorism, but like if there is a terrorist, you know how to deal with mm-hmm. it because you're. Oh no! It, yeah, it's an American-made stealth blade, so. Right. Um, I bought kendo sticks because a I liked the idea of there being a sport associated with it, uh, not a sport that I would say was particularly big in West Virginia. There wasn't a particularly large kendo community, not a lot of sparring partners, not many dojos um, in general, as a rule. Uh, But I also liked the non-lethal option, you know what I mean? Because what if I was in the parking lot of Mid-Ohio Con and a couple of Iron Men came up and started some shit? I don't want to kill them with with Travis's dragon blade. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I just want to incapacitate. I still own that Dragon Blade, by the way. It's real wicked. I know. You, I'll, I, I'll post a picture. I have dis, dis, disavowed myself of all of all kendo sticks, of all katana dakas. Where have this ended up? Just over dumpsters, and I gave one to Evan Minsker, <laughs> so what, the dumpster outside of Evan Minsker's house. <laughs> Let's be real. I give them away as gifts, like at like weddings and stuff like that. Um, uh, I... I I uh, before we move on to the next question, I wanted to take you guys on the little journey that I went on just now. Um, I was gonna give you guys some Wikipedia information about the hit film The Last Dragon, uh, but the only thing we're sharing on here is I want to read you one paragraph. There are four paragraphs about the production of this film. Don't There's read one all four. About, I'm not going to. There's one about Bill Macy being in there because you know that's crazy. Uh, here is the last paragraph in this section. Julius J. Carey III, in the role of Show Nuff, trained in martial arts for the film, appeared in numerous television roles like Dr. Abraham Butterfield on Dr. Doctor, and, most notably, the bounty hunter Lord Bowler in The Avengers of Briscoe County Jr. <gasps> he was a supporting actor in the R. Ray Moore film Disco Godfather, and also appeared in The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh, and on shows such as Murphy Brown, Family Matters, A Different World, Two Guys and a Girl in a Pizza Place, and Boy Meets World. He enjoyed playing basketball. Carrie died August 19, 2008 of pancreatic cancer. Oh. That's the... He it, he was on Boy Meets World. He enjoyed playing basketball. And then he died of pancreatic cancer in 2008. That's the... That's <laughs> listen, the, not to bring it down, you guys. Listen, I should have I ended, <laughs> in retrospect, I should have ended on the basketball. Well, that but was then the much past tense of enjoyed would have left me hanging like, where's he at? Where's his, where did his soul end Did he up? stop playing basketball? Does he not enjoy I was it under anymore? the impression that he had the fucking glow and that he would be an <laughs> earth walker for the rest of his days, but oh, apparently not. Apparently not. And on Boy Meets World, he played Angela's dad, in case anyone was wondering. And I was. He also had the glow. He also had the glow. It was glow a very, that. very strange subplot on, on Beam. Mm-hmm. And Two Guys a Girl in a Pizza Place, I believe he was the chef at the pizza place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had the glow in that. Everybody has the glow. How about another real question? A girl who thought I... Oh, God. I'm sorry, guy. My reading is just going to keep getting worse. A girl who I was... Okay, nope. this isn't my fault. A girl who I was... I think it's a girl who I thought. Okay, a girl who I thought could be a potential chief j- recently propositioned me. The old friends with benefits. This is a first to me, but I happily accepted as I am moving soon and no roots would be planted. The catch is, in our first encounter, I was enlightened to the fact that she is a masochist. This, too, is a first for me. After a night of exploring... She told me that I do not have the personality to be her dom and said I could be her sub. Oh, you fucked up and the job interview. 
<laughs> you blew the where do you see yourself in five years question. That's like, yeah, uh, we, can't, under, uh, we can't make you the under general, my butt? We can't make you the general manager of this branch, but um, <laughs> but we will fuck your butt with a broomstick. <laughs> is that cool? Uh, is that cool? Don't use a broomstick. Use one of the many delightful adult toys, extremestrange.com. You're right, but those might not Pro- hurt enough. Anyway, go ahead. Brothers, is this endeavor worth exploring if only... If not only to further my experience, or am I swimming in a sea of sexy that is over my head? That's from BDSM in Brunswick. I mean, it's got to be pretty fucking sexy because there's like a shitload of people who who are into that. Yeah, I mean, people obviously there's they're making enough money at the place they sell things to do that that they can keep this dumb show running. <laughs> right. Our our show is ba- we are basically the sub to to the. The relationship between us and extreme restraints they are the dom you are only gonna i mean this is a great sort of entry point i think you got to start as a sub and work your way up to a dom oh yeah you assume it's like you can't I mean, be a dom you, you got to get the resume credits you got to put in ten thousand hours as malcolm gladwell would say yeah oh, you can't be God. an expert at, at bdsm just when I mean, you start After ten thousand hours you would be a fucking hand puppet man you're gonna be limber <laughs> you're gonna be just empty um just empty hollowed out I, my pancreas? I, I had a pancreas when I came in here. <laughs> Your master has claimed it. All right. I mean, all right. I mean, being a sub is not all about getting getting your butt slammed. No, but I think that if you didn't know the here's what I'm suggesting. If you don't know the the sort of uh, culture of BDSM, yeah, it seems like there would have to be a learning experience. And if your tutor is the person who's your sub, it seems like it would kind of ruin the fantasy if they constantly had to be like, no, 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 just. Five inches deeper. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. I'm cavernous down there. Um, so yeah, I think I think uh, as long as she knows that like you're new to this and everything. Yeah. Is there an apprenticeship that he can take on somewhere like a blacksmith? A correspondence course. Yeah. Like, is University of Phoenix. Yeah. It sounds, like, it sounds like that's what she's offering him. Like this. I mean, right? It seems like if he doesn't have the personality to be her dom, she's. She's willing to take on, uh, you know, this young boy. What if, what if this is all a huge misunderstanding? And the <laughs> next time. No, I said I wanted to make you a sub. And the next time that they show up in the bedroom, he's wearing his, his, you know, his pain shorts. And he's already strapped himself in to the, to the bad boy chair. And then she walks into the room and she is wearing a very convincing Dom DeLuise fat suit. And he has to dress. That is the hottest sex play. One person dressed like Dom DeLuise. The other person dressed like a submarine sandwich. Mm-hmm. And he like just tortures it. <laughs> just, Dom DeLuise just goes fucking crazy on it. They had to fucking tint the windows of his trailer because of what I'm he did eat, to a Subway I'm, sandwich. I'm going to eat all the pepperoncinis first. <laughs> Put them on my nipples now, and bend my neck down and eat them right off. Now, at what point does it stop being like a plaything and start being like a tribute? <laughs> I do a historically accurate Eloise. <laughs> it's a two-man show. Um, the other man doesn't have a lot of lines. I think it's D. I think you have to change it to DDSM because mm-hmm. the Dom uh, for for our, as a tribute to our our friend Dom. Dom destroys uh, sandwich meats. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, I, you know what? Fucking go for it. Yeah. You only go around once, and you should live like you're dying and just just see what this experience is like. Maybe you dig it. You're only going to find out if you... Ch- I, I, I think if you don't enjoy it, obviously, you know, it's not something you should push, push your 
itself into. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I mean, what the hell? Give it's it the kind shot. of thing you set up a safe word and stuff, right? Yeah. So yeah. Ducktales. <laughs> it's not now. <laughs> Oh, man. Do um, you guys want another Yahoo? Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, this one was sent in by Ira Ray. Are you Ira Ray? Who wants to know? Sorry, too much of a pause. Yeah. I didn't know. Wanged it. It's been a while. Uh, you wanged Thank it. you, Ira Ray. It's by Yahoo Answers user Skaterboy854856, who asks, How can I make my punches more explosive? <laughs> what can I do to make my punches more explosive? The way I see it, I can buy a heavy shot put. Buy a heavy medicine ball. Do clap push-ups. Those are hard. I bet. I've never accomplished one myself. Does he want his punches to be more powerful? Or like he wants to punish things and they just... I think explosive is kind of a catch-all. I think he just wants his punches to be better in general. Just uh, overall better. You know, Bruce Lee had a philosophy where he just saw his power like water. Because you pour water into a cup and it takes the shape of a cup. Or you pour water into a bowl, it takes the shape of a bowl. So he would take all of his water and put it into his fist and punch like that. Mm-hmm. He called it a wet punch. And people would be like, ah, oh, what the f- <laughs> oh, man, now I'm wet. Oh, man. Yeah, and they would be so discombobulated by the, by the dampness that they would not mm-hmm. know how to retaliate. What if you put jelly on his fist? <laughs> what would be more unpleasant? Justin, I no. worry that a lot of your solutions... To a lot of your problems are put some preserves on it. Are you being <laughs> Are you being paid by Big Jelly? <laughs> it's just so unpleasant. This isn't even the first episode where you you suggested you get back. Like a good prank would be to put jelly on somebody's door handle. Like you are like you are like Jelly Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer the Sticky Bandit. But thank you. Why is my fucking door handle jelly? Pray to me. What are you doing? <laughs> Stop. You're wearing a belt. That is just covered in smuckers, and you just scoop some smuckers off your belt. Why so sticky? <laughs> See, no. he wasn't even Batman. That's the Joker. <laughs> He's also the sticky Joker. Okay. Um, can you... I'm not wearing something sticky. <laughs> is that better? That's way better. I mean, you hold a... Th- you can hold so many things to augment your punches. Oh, that's true. Roll of quarters. That's supposed to be good. Roll of quarters. A dildo from Extreme Restraints. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, nice dildo punch. No one's coming back from that for a lot of reasons. You can put a lot of those, you know, those little snap things that you buy at firework places you throw on the ground and then they oh, pop. Boy. Put those, get a big fistful of those and punch someone with it. Or just like cover your hand in hairspray and light it on fire and then punch them. Oh, shit. That's good. Can you tie... Yeah, that'd be fucking terrifying. Tie your fist to the hood of a car and have them just go. Mm-hmm. Have your friends pick you up and launch you at them. That's a good one. Can you use... <laughs> Can you stand on the hood of a car, have your friends drive at someone really fast, and then stop short, and you just fucking fly forward and mm-hmm. give them that, that huge inertia punch? I like that. Hang upside down from the ceiling with your fist extended, and when they walk in the room, have a friend cut the cord... And then you just drop on them with your punch. Then you got that extra gravity in there, mm-hmm. too. That's that's huge. What if you had those big oh, hands? get on the bottom of a piano and have them drop the piano. A lot of mine have to do with dropping. What if you have that those big hands that they had in the Foo Fighters video? Mm-hmm. That, that would probably be good. Just get Dave Grohl to push you into someone. <laughs> yeah. What if you wore Hulk hands? That would, would that, help? that would depreciate the... <laughs> Ooh, would. But inside the Hulk hands, lead. 
That would still, I think, I, I still think the softness of the hands would. Outside the Hulk okay, hands. Okay, inside the Hulk hands, SARS. So <laughs> you punch someone, the sponge contracts and expands, pushing the SARS outwards into the person's Correct. face. That's correct. And they're like, oh, that didn't hurt. And you go, ha, ha, ha. Didn't it? See you soon. <laughs> See you soon. Because you're the angel Because you're going to nurse them back to hell. <laughs> I also don't know how SARS works. <laughs> oh, God. I'm a doctor who specializes in SARS. And this is how I get my business. I haven't had a lot of business lately. See you real soon. Stupid post office security checks. Um, Just rotate your hips, I guess. Also, that works. <laughs> I mean, that is what they tell you, I think. Mm-hmm. Really? Does that work? You put your feet, you spread your feet as far apart as you can possibly make them go. Mm-hmm. If you can do a perfect split, then that's that's great, because that's the kind of leverage you need. And then Because the important thing to remember is the power doesn't come from your bicep. Mm-hmm. It comes from your knees. And you make the loosest fist you can with your hand. Mm-hmm. Because a loose fist punch hurts way more than a tight fist punch. And you can hold more jelly that way. And you can hold a lot more jelly. That's right, Travis. A closed fist holds no jelly. That's as the old proverb Lee says. said that. And then you just uh, give him the old slap him. Give me old Bronx handshake. You know what I mean? <laughs> Did you just admit that? Admit the Bronx. You know, handshake. I had a girl give me a Bronx handshake and a sticky Joker once. I know. And I broke up with her shortly. I know. After. I was like, baby, please don't punch. No punching. <laughs> What if this is written by, by, by that guy's girlfriend? <laughs> my guy. If there's one thing my I guy. know about my boo, he loves punches in his tummy. <laughs> How can I give him that punch juice he so desperately craves? Ugh, man. A couple days ago, I was texting with a male friend when he suddenly brought up his sexual preferences. He was quite specific in detailing what he liked to do to women in bed when before we had hardly grazed any sexual topic before in any conversation. He was quick to add that he was kinky and asked a few questions about what I like to. Oh, Barfarama! This may be incredibly obtuse, but even to their female friends, guys don't just bring up this for the sake of idle chatter, right? Like, ever? I mean, he wants to go straight to Pound Town, right? Am I missing something here? That's from Textual Sexual Surprised Indianapolis. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, hey, bu- hey, buddy. Hey, pal. I'm into pee. <laughs> hey, hey, old chum. You know what I like? Armpits. <laughs> is is it okay? First caveat: you can't ignore the possibility that your friend left the room and his asshole friend picked up the phone and started texting oh, you about Cleveland Steelers and stuff. That's good. I like that. I mean. I, we obviously just a few sort of like super clear caveats here. We embrace any whatever you want to not do. pee just, play though. I'm sorry, no, any, the line must be drawn here. Anything is fine, but like don't change the tenor of your relate. I mean, you can't just you can't just change your heading, your course heading. Mm-hmm. In in the in a text like it doesn't work that way. You can't just mm-hmm. decide to change this this whole direction. That's a very uncomfortable situation. Leave a leave a in. voicemail at the very least. Mm-hmm. Something if, right. If you're gonna drop some kink, if you're gonna drop a kink bomb on a do it on a YouTube clip. on an acquaintance. Upload a YouTube. <laughs> make it private. Please please send it to a bud. Have some decorum. Um. Ugh. 
This is the gross. This is this is perhaps the grossest. What 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 is offending you about it specifically? He, just the fact that like, he, there's no these these people are complete platonic friends, right? This is right. what they made it sound like. Mm-hmm. Um, he has skipped. Even if they didn't want to, even if he didn't like, even if they were not destined to date, even if they were gonna go like straight friends friends and binnies. Okay. He has skipped every fucking step between, I, hey, pal, how's it going? Do you want to join my kickball Ooh. league? And let me pee in your hair. At what time of day did this occur? Because if it was like 2 o'clock in the morning, he might have been drunk. There's not, no, not, not that I think that makes that better or makes it okay. It, but I'm just saying like... Maybe that was his game. It's like, oh, yeah, I was just drunk, but he was testing the waters, and with the excuse of saying he was drunk later, which is a dick move. Oh, God. See, the problem with this is you can't go back. You can't, because either like, your friend wants to to pee in your hair or he's a total fucking weird beard. I mean, yeah. maybe, it's bo- maybe it can be both, but, like, either he just thinks that a cool thing to do with the friends that he's not especially close to is to text... About All about his, his armpit play, sexual weirdness. Yeah, and the weirdness is not this things. The I mean, to be clear, I, I feel like you guys aren't being clear enough about this. I'm not saying it's weird to not, be into pee or armpits. Like nothing, nothing is weird. Everything is accepted. No, no, no. I'm saying that the weird thing is the is the uh, non sequitur shift mm-hmm. to be like, hey, do you want to go see Great Gatsby this weekend? Oh, also, I really like it when people dress me up like Little Bo Peep. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I. I do want to see Great Gatsby, <laughs> but now not with you. Why would you want to see know. fucking Great Gatsby anyway? I want to see it more when I saw a Photoshop of Great Gatsby, but that's just... <laughs> I would see that movie. I know. Uh, but yeah, that's the thing is it's not about what the dude's into because fuck it. But like, hey man, don't don't put people on the spot. Don't put people on blast. I think that you are within your rights to either confront this dude and be like hey man that's not cool you know like a for a lot of reasons but like where'd that come from unless unless we're always telling people to live like they were dying mm-hmm. what if we accidentally gave this guy the advice to do this thing like i've got this girl that i really really like so far all of our communique has been totally platonic how do i set things off and get weird with her in her armpits as i am wont to do Okay, so let's let's look at this from a future advice kind of thing. If anybody listening here wants to tell some random person about all of their stuff, st- please, please, please start it off with, hey, I'd like to tell you something kind of personal, or I have something, not like just random chatting about like, hey, what are you going to do for dinner? That, oh, doesn't that test? sort of erode the sexual topsoil of of? of their the geography of their friendship though like doesn't that kind mm. of nothing if you want to explain your kinkiness to somebody doesn't it kind of negate that to be like hey heads up things are about to get pretty crazy in here brace your face this, this sms message is about to get naughty is the problem with this that the friend is assuming his sexual preference because i feel like if this is a platonic male mm. and female that there wouldn't be the same uh, you know, it it wouldn't have some of the same attachments, right? Ooh, I don't understand because it's okay. a male friend who says what he likes to do to women in bed. 
Yeah, she is She is a girl. I'm almost certain. She is a woman. I know for a fact, because I, I put the question. Okay. Okay, well, all right. Okay. So, here's, I like, here's, I we are missing the bigger question. What, which is? The which bigger is? question is, she is asking, with him bringing this up, is he just, like, randomly telling me as a friend all the weird stuff he's into, or does he want to go to the bone zone? Oh, no, dear. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. Madam, yeah. madam, no. Make no mistake. This is an easy one. Then. Thank you, Travis. You put this into stark relief. He's definitely trying to have sex with you. Oh, if there's yeah. not, like, this is not. And, this is not. And let us thing. also I, be. Let me check my abacus real quick. Click, 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 click. Yes. Let us also be clear. If this question were about, I have a friend who likes saltwater taffy, but I like sweetwater taffy, our response would be, he wants to have sex with you. (laughs) (laughs) There is, yeah, I mean, yes, that's correct. You are right. He has gone about, okay, see, now your guys' response, if she's a woman, that makes so much more sense why you guys are, I mean, that's very, that's, that's very presumptuous of him. It would be presumptuous either way. But that is very presumptuous of him to start sending. Uh, right. Uh, that's. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. So I, I would say he definitely wants to have sex with you, and it seems like even if you, even if your preferences a hundred percent synced up with his, his assumption that you would based on no prior discussion tells me that he's not a dude you want to continue to associate with. But what if she's like, into he, that? Like, it sounds like... Then we she are t- wouldn't be asking us the question, But we're just Griffin. assuming that this guy is a total mustachioed weirdo. But what if uh-huh. he's just, like, a fucking, like, Gordon Gecko? like, let me cut to the chase. P. Boom. Bada-boop. <laughs> Bada-beep. Bada-boop. I like P. I like P. You're yin, you out. Zip, zap. Bada-boop. Gross. <laughs> Gross is good. Gross. <laughs> I'm gonna cut to the chase. No fluff, no bullshit. My pee, your hair tonight. Bada boop. <laughs> All that. I mean, it's fair to point out that like texting is pretty cumbersome. So he didn't want to spend a lot of characters on romance. Yes, so right. I don't think that that's so. He just sent. It was two characters. It was a capital P and a question mark, and then an, and then in a follow up text, bada boop. And then a smiley, a winky face emoticon. Like, yeah, we get, we didn't need the emoticon. I think we all got the intended purpose of the original message. And my answer is yes. Tonight. Absolutely. Tonight at the Motel 12. Don't tell us. <laughs> it's, it's two, it's two, it's two Motel 6s back to back. I want you to pee on me between them. I mean, I. Bada boop. What, I would like to know her response. Right, like <laughs> what it, he must have been getting a much different vibe um, than than she was from their texts. Like it is a very sort of like I, I don't. Oh, I, what if he said like, "Do you want to go see Great Gatsby?" And she said, "Oh, I'd rather have someone pee on my hair." <laughs> <laughs> well, um, ha- the moment he's so been waiting for. Should mention that this has been my brother, my brother, and me. We sure appreciate everybody listening uh, to the show. Thank you to everyone tweeting at us, uh, uh, Alonzo Durald, Kat, uh, Jonathan Mitchell, Tyler Watt, uh, Ian Johnson, uh, Jacob Locker, of course, our man, Drew Davenport, uh, DM, Garrett Smith, Pepperoni Sinclair, 
Nicole Tompkins and and uh, put together an East Coast uh, MBMBAM meetup uh, to send off her friend the Triscuit off to uh, off off to he's, he's Afghanistan sent, shipping out to Afghanistan. So we we wish him all the best and and we hope that they had a a great time out there and and of course we'll keep him in our in Afghanistan our hearts and minds. Yeah. He's going to have a great time out in Afghanistan, just, like, chilling? <laughs> I hope he just has a wonderful time. No, I think it'll be a, v- a real character builder. So I, I think He's got be. plenty of character. He's, like, fucking USA. He's fucking characters welcome. Was that USA? <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I guess thank you for defending our... Uh, they actually had a beautiful banner at the at the meetup that just said, getting it. Nice. Uh, uh so, uh, unless that wasn't at the meetup and just at somebody's house, which either way, I'm just looking at Twitter, I, I, and there's a lot of things on there. Um, and uh, we, we, we so appreciate you guys listening to the show and tweeting about it. If you want to share our sampler, bit.ly forward slash mbmbam2013, it's a great way to get people into the show if they're not already listening. Um, I want to thank everybody who sent in Yahoo Answers. Seriously, like... It, it, 10 times as many as I got last week. Like, everybody fucking answered back my yeah. plea. Thank you guys so much. Um, I also want to thank John um, Roderick and The Long Winters for the use of our theme song, It's a Departure, off the album Putting the Days to Bed. Um, fuck your Daft Punk album, is what I'm saying. Daft Punk, no nice. thanks. Vampire Weekend, who needs it? What I need is just this same album over and over again. Uh, two quick Max FunCon reminders. One... Um, we're going to be at Max FunCon, so if you're going to be there too, uh, start formulating questions in your head that you would like to have answered at the live show, um, and then come find us at some point during the weekend, so that maybe we can have you uh, have your question answered live. Um, uh, and two, um, for all of you who will not be at Max FunCon, just remember that because we're doing a live show, it always takes us a little bit longer to publish, so it'll probably be a little bit late. We should also probably talk about the fact that we may have to miss an episode not next week but the week after when justin and i are at e3 yeah yeah so just get just get prepped for the fact that like june 10th may be kind of a dry one by which i mean not non-existent yeah there won't be many jokes that week not a lot of jokes (laughs) keep us in your heart still hope you won't forget about us uh a third reminder for uh those of you who are attending max funcon please don't speak to me no, talk to talk, talk, talk especially to Justin. He, talk, to, talk to Justin, but don't make eye contact. He's sort of like um, the face. No, I don't make any jokes because then people will do it, and I'll forget about the joke, and I'll think everyone's gone insane. <laughs> He's like the face of the A-team. Our A-team. Here's what's important. When you see Justin, form a protective barrier around him, but <laughs> facing outward. Don't make Justin look at your eyes with his eyes. Don't make me uncomfortable. Just be like, no, do say hi, though. I'll be upset if you don't. Mm-hmm. And hey. then be prepared to uh, courier messages messages between Justin and John Hodgman and back mm-hmm. uh, because they do not so speak much to each beef other. still. They've got yeah, there's this crazy East Coast East Coast beef with those two. Mm-hmm. And they just do not understand. Um, this final Yahoo answer was sent in by Drew Davenport. Thank you, Drew. It's by Yahoo Answers user Dan G who asks. I'm going to read this in an appropriately disappointed voice. <clears throat> Why does my son make laser gun noises in the bathroom? (laughs) (laughs) I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, and me. Kiss your dad. Square on the lips.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.